We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. They're staying in the shadows. It's called probing. Make sure things are all clear. Clear for what? For the rest of the world. You guys hear that? Welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Tony Merkel, and I am really glad that you're here, and I'm really glad to be here. Tonight, we have a great show coming up, but before we get into that, I'd like to let you know, if you've had an encounter of any kind, it does not matter to me if it's Bigfoot, Dogman, Ghost, Alien, UFO, it doesn't matter to me what you've seen, but if you've experienced it and you want to get on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email at theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the connection section, and you can reach me that way as well. I also want to remind you that we do have memberships now on the website. It's $3 a month. And with that $3 a month, you're going to get one extra episode a month at least, plus extra content when it arrives. So if you're interested in becoming a member, go ahead and check out the website, the membership section, and sign up and see what it's all about. Now, tonight's show is going to be a very controversial show. Some of you that listen to my show on a regular basis are very much into the topic of Bigfoot. And with that comes a lot of ideologies and philosophies that you hold, which is very respectable. One of the things that is very much debated in the Bigfoot community is, do you or do you not kill a Bigfoot if you see it? Tonight's show tackles that topic from a perspective that some of you might be offended by. Tonight we bring on Brian, who actually claims to have killed a Bigfoot, and he comes on to share his story. Now I want to let you know that tonight's show has a language and content warning. So if you are somebody who does not want to hear bad language or extreme content, then you might want to turn off this episode. And if you have children that typically listen to our show and you don't want them to hear what we're about to talk about, I would highly suggest that maybe they exit the room right now. Without any further delay, let's bring on Brian and talk to him about the day he killed a Bigfoot. Okay, tonight I have a great guest coming on, Brian. Uh, Brian and I connected on Facebook not too long ago, and uh, I saw Brian in a group talking about some things, and I just had to get a hold of him to, you know, just find out exactly what was going on on his property. Brian lives in Southern Ohio. Brian, how are you tonight? Oh man, I'm doing great. That's awesome, man. 
So we were talking online a little bit here and there, and uh, I decided to bring you on tonight and just to have you tell your story of what what the heck was going on on your property. It's still going on today, but basically, if you could just walk us in from the beginning, how'd you find out Bigfoot was on your property? Well, to be honest, it's my first sighting. I was about 14 years old. Me and two of my buddies, I I really don't want to give any addresses or exact locations to the property. That's just because all the idiots, now if they were real Bigfoot researchers, I wouldn't remind mine too much. But we all know how idiots can be. So it all started about when I think I was about 14 or 15, me and two buddies. We were on some trails and across the, oh, I'd say it was about a thousand yards away. We seen something that kind of looked like a bear move through the woods. And I yelled at my buddy. I said, hey, what the hell is that? And we're sitting there watching it. And all of a sudden, it just stood up and walked like a man. And we sat there, we're not even sure if it even realized that we were even there because we were scared to death at that time. And that was the first time I ever seen a red one. But still today, we, we, well, later on, I figured out what it was. But for the longest time, we could not believe what it was. Okay. So how far exactly was it away from you? Oh, about a thousand yards. See, we was on one side of the hill, then it broke down into a big valley, then it went up on the other side of the hill, and it was walking right to left, dead center in the middle of the hill. But you got to understand this, it was dead winter. So all the trees, all the plants, everything, it was clear. It was clear-cut woods. We could see right into it. At first, we thought it was a bear. Then all of a sudden, it just stood up and walked off. And and I've always hunted ever since I was 10 years old. And I told my buddies, I was like, for one, we don't have brown bear in the state of Ohio. And for two, they don't move like that. But I never, it never comprehend that it was an actual Bigfoot that we seen. That happened years later. That was the first time you saw a Bigfoot on your property. Yeah. Uh, is that the same property well, that you live actually, on now? actually, that one, he wasn't exactly on the property. See, we moved away. Then when my mom had to move back to the same road that the property was on that way, I seen the first one. She had bought property on that road. And the distance apart between where we started seeing them like five years ago is only three miles away. So the first sighting was not on our property. That happened years later. Okay, I got you. So it was in the same area, though? Yes. Yeah, three miles away. Gotcha. All right, so that was the first time you saw one. What happened next? Like, what brought... What brought them to your attention on your property years later well she bought the property she needed help moving in and stuff and i just went through a bad breakup so i moved in long enough to help her 
everything was going okay. Never even thought of it. I mean, I wasn't even thinking Bigfoot. I was sitting out on the porch, smoking a cigarette, you know, just watching traffic going by, you know, just being bored. And right about dark, I heard the longest, loudest howl I've ever heard in the woods. And I was thinking, what the hell is that? And it was roughly about this time of year, actually. Then in the evenings, we'd hear it. Then it was getting louder, then louder, then louder. Then we noticed 50-pound bags of dog food, brand-new bags of dog food, would disappear overnight. And stuff rattling the trash cans. Something sounded, and they call them whoops, but I, thought it was, I was like, what the hell is making that? So one night I got up, I grabbed the high-powered rifle, walked out on the porch, hit the spotlight, and there it was standing there in the field. Same damn thing I seen 10 years later. And I thought, what the hell? That's somebody goofing off. Somebody in the monkey suit trying to scare the crap out of people. That's exactly what I thought it was. Then hunting season came in. And that's when he got real close. He was probably nine foot tall, probably about five foot wide. And I was turkey hunting, and I was in solid camo, right up against the tree. I blended in so perfect a human could walk by, not even know I was there. 12-gauge shotgun, semi-automatic, camouflage. I was camouflaged from head to toe, man. I looked like a moving tree through the woods. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed its head off. And that would have been my third encounter. So when you saw it coming close to you, you knew it wasn't somebody in the suit. You knew what it was. Oh, yeah. I could see facial, parts of facial features. And like I was telling you earlier, everybody knows that Patterson video. That is the closest video on you on uh, YouTube or wherever that I can find that I can tell you what I seen. What it what was in that video them years ago is a th- same thing I shot right between the eyes, and I tell you what, I used eleven eighty seven with a three inch turkey choke tube and three and a half inch nitrous turkey mags. I'm telling you, it will destroy anything within 10-yard radius. says right on the box, guaranteed to kill anything within 10 yards. And I hit him at 15 yards, one shot. We're dead center right in the face. I blowed, I blowed his whole face off. So when you were out there, were you actually out there for Bigfoot reasons, or were you actually hunting? No, I was turkey hunting. I, it was April. Turkey season was kicked in in Ohio. Yeah, I've been stalking this great big monster gobbler. I've been trying to bust him for years. I had my decoy set up. I'm sitting there just being dead silent. Total camouflage. I was totally blended in. I was sitting there busting off on a box car. And I could hear that turkey gobbling. And he was coming, I think. I'm pretty sure. And just instantly, just shut up. I cracked it again. I cracked it again. Then 150 yards in front of me, something moving, something big, heavy. You just see the trees moving. And I thought, oh, my God, here it is, turkey season. Here comes that big monster 12-point everybody's doing. 
then I seen what it was. Then it was probably about 40 yards, and I tried to scare it off because I, I didn't want to shoot it. I didn't know what the hell it was. And so I moved. And when it seen me move, it took like aggressive stance, and it just kept coming closer. And I even was like, hey, hey, get out of here. Get, you know, just trying to just get it away. Then when he got about 15 yards and looked at me and made this gargling growl sound, I just hit the trigger. I was all right. I made up my, to me, I made up my mind. Well, it's either going to be him or me, and I'm damn sure it ain't going to be me because I had uh, five rounds in that 12-gauge, and I had to put all five in him. But one done it. He went straight back and did not move. I literally blew half his head off. So when you saw this thing coming, you actually felt threatened. It wasn't like it was just walking by you aimlessly and you decided to just rip its head off with a gun or anything. At first it was. Then it got more of like a squared up body. About like somebody being real pissed off at you. It's about to charge you. You know, like someone about to run up and spear the living shit out of you. That's how it looked. And it was gargling, shaking trees, growling making all kinds of weird sounds and they got too close. So I blowed its head off. Wow. All right. So this is, I'm, I'm trying to take all this in. Uh, when you, when you shot this thing, it was 15 yards away. Did it, when it dropped, maybe 20, maybe 50 in between 15 and 20 to be a hundred percent sure. But I'm going to go ahead and get in closer. That thing would have grabbed a hold of me and ripped me in half. Yeah, you said it was nine like feet. Like I right? said, man, I think had to be. Oh, and nine. Yeah, roughly nine feet. At least five foot wide, had arm size of tree trunks. The thing was a monster. It was built. I mean, it kind of looked like King Kong staring you down. It was so damn big. And plus, I was sitting on the ground with my back to a tree. So that made at least look three three or four foot taller, but it really wasn't. But, you know, imagine sitting down and staring straight up out of Bigfoot. That's pretty much how it was. And he wasn't a bit afraid of me. So I shot it. Yeah, I mean, when you're in that kind of situation, I know you've gotten a lot of flack from people in the Bigfoot community for, you know, probably putting one down. And I know there's a lot of people with strong opinions. Oh yeah. They bunch of crybaby wusses and I ain't afraid to say it on your radio show. All of them can kiss my ass. If I, if I'm ever out in the woods again, I get one 15, 20 yards in front of me. I'm throwing rocks at it. I'm throwing sticks. I don't care if I got something in my hands, I'm blowing it out of too close. No, ain't happening. Cause you never know. I mean, you know, 15, 20 yards, and they say them things can run 30, 40 mile an hour. Now, how fast do you think it can grab me and shake me to death, rip me in half, do whatever? I mean, hell, still today, think about this. People go missing in our woods, deep in our woods, every year, at least 30, 40 people, and they never find a trace of them. Yeah, and with your experience, you haven't had all that great of... uh experiences with these things so you know naturally i think that you know you would feel threatened by these things i wanted to ask you uh when this thing drops to the ground and it's gone like the way you described it it was dead before it hit the ground uh 
what'd you do after that? Did you walk over to it? Did you examine the body? Oh yeah, I walked over and checked it out. So what what'd you do? I mean, what did you just leave the body there? Did you try to preserve the body? What was your plan after? Oh you no, 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 no. I was sitting there looking over top of it. I was about to nail down and touch it. And on top of the hill, I heard it. I heard it sound like something was up there just beating the living crap out of a tree. So there was more than one of them. And I figured, well, I've only got so much ammo that I can throw at them. And I don't, I, I didn't know how many that was actually up there. So I really slowly and carefully backed out of them ones. Then I went and called a bunch of my buddies and told them what had happened. They told me I was smoking way too much pot that day, and I was nuts. And I said, well, bring the AK-47 over here, and let's go back up there, and I will point it out to you. So me and some of my buddies, we went back up there with AK-47s, and something had drugged the body at least 300 foot. But when we got there, we followed the drag marks straight up a real steep hill, then we finally found it, and I said, right there is what I shot, and they couldn't believe it. Then we started hearing more and more noises, so we backed out real easily. Then I tried to contact, I think it's, oh, what's that Bigfoot research people? BFRO? Yeah, I contacted them idiots. Then... They sent someone out the next day. They wouldn't even go in the woods. They was so damn scared. I was like, come up here. I'm going to show you this Bigfoot. There's fresh blood. There's hair. You guys can have a field day. And they looked at me, and they said, well, you're walking up there. I was like, well, why not? They said, after you shot one? Hell no. Best thing you can do is stay out of the woods. And I thought, okay, oh, well, just go on. Fuck you, man. You know? Then the very next day, Three blacked out SUVs pull up and a game warden truck pulled up. So somebody had turned me in for having it. And I told them what had happened. I told them what had done. And they said, you idiot. Do you realize you shot the number one most endangered species in the United States of America? And that is federal law. You can and will go to jail. I said, it got 15 yards away from me. It got aggressive. I had a 12-gauge. Sorry about your luck. Put me in jail. They said, prove it. Took them up there. They took hair. They took blood. They took all kinds of stuff. They took pictures. They photographed everything. I showed them where I was sitting because I had moved the leaves. You know, I was buried in there putting, you know, a few, because I was trying to blend in best I could. Because that's what you have to do when you're hunting a mature gobbler that's been hunting before. Slightest little movements, the slightest little thing. You've got to have scent protection on. You've got to have the whole nine yards to kill these gobblers down here. And that's exactly what I was doing. I gave him a hunting license, turkey tag. I was full. I was fully legit. I was everything was perfect, and I showed him what had happened. I showed him what it did, and they said the next time that I shoot one, I better be prepared to prove that I was only defending myself because that he was 
he was a game warden, but he said he was, oh, an investigator for the Federal Wildlife Game Protection. Something like that. He wasn't exactly a game warden, but he worked in that field, and he was an agent for him, but they had a game warden with him. And they let me go. They said, just don't ever do it again. Why well, to tell them if one of them gets 15 yards from me, I'm blowing its head off too. I don't care. Don't bother me one bit. Yeah. Let me ask you, with them telling you that... Now, hold on a second. You said there was the the ranger, the park ranger, and two other people showed up. Is that right? Three. No, I take that back. There was four of them. They pulled up in uh, three vehicles, two black, yeah, two blacked out SUVs in the game where I remember seeing them, but I think there was another truck that pulled in as well. But I remember seeing them. We walked up there, showed them everything. They took a shit ton of pictures. They took hair. They took blood, and they said, don't ever do it again. Never seen or heard from them before then, and ain't seen them since then. Did they show you any identification? Oh yeah, they were federal. They were federal officers, and I said, "Well, I thought Bigfoot was a myth." They said, "No, stupid. They actually exist." And I said, "Well, why don't you just come out publicly and tell people that these exist?" Their excuse was, "We're afraid it would cause widespread panic, and we can't be having that, and we can't be having you damn rednecks in the woods shooting them." So that's why we pretend that they don't exist, but they do. And they're endangered species and they're protected by federal law. Do it again. I will put you in a bottom of federal prison and no one will ever hear from you again. And I said, okay, understood. And they just got in their vehicles and left like it never even happened. Let me ask you. Did they describe, did they tell you how they would put you in prison? I mean, because these things aren't supposed to exist and, and they're theoretically just uh, myths, well, how are they uh, going to put you away for something? Uh, technically, they are known as endangered species and they're protected by federal law. It, 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 it falls under the same uh, principle as me going out here and shooting a bald eagle. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, they, they, they're telling us that these things don't exist, and now they're telling you that they're protected species. How can they protect a species? Well, they're exist? protected species. Well, the way he explained it, he said they're protected species, but we deny it. So people ain't out there intentionally trying to hunt them and kill them. And they said that they're afraid of widespread panic, which there's some reason that they just don't want to flat out admit it. But there's other states that have amended to them being there. Right. Yeah. I know it's like half admitting where these states, some of these states will come out and give you a little, little piece of the pie kind of thing. They'll, they'll put a little, um, well, I was always told there's a area down there in California and they make these little pamphlets and it shows all the native animals and Bigfoot is actually one of their native animals that they mentioned. And it is a federal document. But if but if you shoot one, it's the same laws as shooting a bald eagle or anything like that. See, like in Ohio, you're not allowed to shoot a black bear. We know they're here. We occasionally see them, but they're not supposed to be here in Ohio. But they just recently turned some 
loose, and if you get busted shooting one, same same thing. Same thing. It's five years in prison. It's a $50,000 fine, and you're not allowed to hunt for 10 years, and you're not allowed to have a gun because it falls under federal law. That's exactly what he told me, and he said, you have a nice day. We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. So when they went up there to look at the kill site, was the body still there? No, it was gone. Okay, so the other ones must have taken it away. Yep. Well, let me ask you. I, I have no idea. I have no, I have no idea what happened to it. I don't know if some of my buddies came, a couple of my buddies could have came back and stole, stole the damn thing, for as far as I know. Or they could have told somebody else where it was at, and they could have stole, stole it. Or the Bigfoot research team could have came back and nabbed it. Anybody could have went up there and grabbed that thing, as long as they just knew where it was. Woods are pretty cleaned out. Wasn't real hard to get to. Hell, it was only 500 yards from the house when I shot it. Wow. What what year was this again? Uh, uh, 13, 2013. Okay. So it wasn't that long ago. Uh, I think it was April 25th, 2013. Because turkey season hadn't been in that long. I'm pretty sure. Okay, gotcha. So this whole thing happens. You see this thing coming at you. It looks threatening. You shoot it and kill it. And you go over and examine the body. Uh, But before you really could do much, you heard the other ones making noise. You decided to back out of there. When you were near the body, though, what did the hair and facial features look like? Well, that was the problem. He didn't have any more facial features. I fixed that problem for him. What about the hair? Was the hair more like a fur, or is it more like a human hair? i tell you what, it kind of looked like a cross between a human's hair and a bear's hair. That's what it put me in the mind of. Okay. It was kind of longish, but it was like all matted together. Gotcha. Now, did you know it was red? Did you notice if it was a male or female? Well, I've seen a female, and it, it wasn't no female. And also, I wanted to know: Did you get a chance to look at the feet? I mean, everybody finds these footprints everywhere. Did you get a chance to look at the feet? And you know, I don't know what they look like. <laughs> did they just look like normal no, feet? I, 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 I. I I didn't look at its feet. I never thought to. I was looking at its head. I was looking at its head and its chest because I was kind of in shock. I got that damn close to one. I mean, it didn't really set in until after I shot and got up and actually looked over top of it. Then I realized what I shot. What'd you feel like after that? And it definitely was not, huh? How'd you feel once you realized what you shot? 
I can't believe I just busted the world's greatest trophy. That's exactly what I felt like. I felt like I killed a 30-point buck. But you guys, but people have got to understand this is coming from a hunter. I spend, I start preparing for deer season in July or June. I put the cameras back out at June. I start feeding my deer at June 1st. I check my cameras every three days. I buy the top protein food. I put out food plots. I actually go plow up some of the field. And I actually go and buy different types of stuff that only deer like eating. You know, stuff. I grow stuff that most people wouldn't even eat. Like turnips. Oh, my God, them big monster bucks would go in there and just rip a turnip field upside down. Sometimes I even plant soybeans just for the deer to eat. I don't get down there and harvest that stuff. But I tell you what, 10 yards from the field in the tree line, I bet you I got three cameras in a tree stand. So, yeah, I spend most of my time playing in the woods. <laughs> or I'm uh, or I'm test firing a near rifle. I got a few buddies that work for Henry Henry Lever, and they're modifying this special um, Henry Lever Golden Boy. It's going to run me about $2,300. I bought a new Bigfoot gun because cause them idiots in Ohio decided that a 4570, you can hunt with them in Ohio. That's like using a supercharged 12 gauge. So let me ask you. When it came to these agents that showed up to your your property and they told you all this stuff, did you get a sense that they were trying to cover something up? Were they trying to keep it quiet, or do you think they were coming more towards you and letting you know, "Listen, we know what you did, and this is what's going to happen if you do it again"? Or do you? Th- oh, you- they were they they acted like they were like I killed Jesus, man. They were pissed off. But what was weird about it? The ones in the black SUV were in plain clothes. They wasn't like a game warden. And they had like the game warden's badge made like a necklace hanging off of them. They didn't have to pull out their ID. They came out with the came out with their ID already and they came heavily armed. Yeah, one of them had a one of them short um AR fifteens chopped down military style. Yeah, they wasn't playing. They were straight up pissed off. They said, all right, we know what you did. Where's the Bigfoot game warden? Then the other one said, I'm a federal officer for the Division of Wildlife. Basically FBI. Wow. Yeah, they were very, very, very unhappy. And I said, hey, you got too close to me. It scared the hell out of me. I blowed its head off. I looked right at that federal agent. I said, buddy, you can kiss my ass. It was either him or me, and I had a 12-gauge. I was turkey hunting. That's how it happened. And they said, okay, that's fine. If you were scared and you thought your life was in danger, you was threatened, you have the right to defend yourself. But now you got to prove it or you're going to jail. I said, come up here. I'll show you detail for detail exactly what happened. They even had me set up the tree and act like I had a gun in my hand. And they had the agent go exactly where I shot, and they had to take a picture of it. 
That's how thorough these guys were. Yeah, they took a picture of everything, but the body was gone. Now, do you think that since this happened and they showed up to your property, have you noticed any kind of different vehicles driving by? Have you seen them again? Have they contacted you since then? Or have they let you look? Oh, every every once in a while, I'll see a black dirt out SUV rolling by. Is that uncommon for you, Liv? Well, until that day, it was. After that, oh, no, 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 no. Game warden sits down the road during deer season. It ain't during hunt when the hunting season kicks in. Maybe a quarter of a mile down the road, be sitting a game warden back then near the fence, just sitting there, waiting for someone to crack a shot off. See, he can back in in his truck and sit there during gun season, and nobody is nobody be the wiser what he's doing because they'll just soon be like, "Oh, that's a game warden. He's looking for somebody poaching." But I know it was for me. They just they they just. We're making her statement, hey, you shoot another one, we're going to get you. That's just how they were saying it. So I had to make sure I had hunting license, made sure I used the right kind of shells, the right kind of... I never put a choke tube in my shotgun. But boy, I got to put one in there now. Or a plug. I never put a plug in my gun. Saying, oh, hi, you're only allowed three shells in the shotgun. I think it's a crack of shit, so I, I just love I put all five in there. But now, after that, oh, there's a plug in my gun. I only got three shells in my chamber. Yeah, you play by the books now. Oh, yeah. It, it, it sucks. But that's what you get for busting federal law. And especially when they know you broke federal law and they couldn't prove it. So, yeah, I really made a mind. I broke federal law and didn't realize that, but hell, I didn't know I was breaking federal law. Thing got close and looked aggressive, so I, I took him out. Right. And I'll tell you now, I'll, I'll tell you now, when I go this year hunting, he gets he gets him within 20 yards. I'll put him down. I don't care. Have you had any more problems? Oh, man. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the twist. I moved. I had to move from my mom's property. That was so bad. I moved five miles down the road, thought, well, man, I love it. And I moved here last year, okay? And I thought, man, this is great. No big fuss. I'm going to get to hunt. I ain't going to get bothered. Yeah, come about February. Everything was great. No signs, no sounds. January, I heard that damn howl again. Then I started noticing them, and I actually started going looking for them. I thought, what the hell? I'm going to see one up close again. Then that's when I seen the two black ones and the red ones. The or Yeah, it's two black ones, two red ones. Black ones, they're quite peaceful. They just look at me and go on. They don't throw rocks. They don't growl. They don't shake trees. They don't do none of that stuff. They just, like, slowly back out of the woods. They'll just turn around and walk away. They don't bother me one bit. Now, if I come across a red one, I don't care if he's out 100 yards, 75 yards, he better be around him because I'm busting off rounds. 
I try to run them red ones off. They leave for a while and come right back. Now, what's wrong with the red ones? What exactly are they doing that makes you want to be so aggressive towards them? I don't like them. I hate them. I'll blow their heads off. They're just aggressive animals. So they're acting aggressive to you. Oh, if you guys, if they're in the area and you guys have the third of the woods, oh yeah, you're getting a tree third at you. You're getting rocks third at you. They'll grunt. They'll shake trees. They'll howl. Oh yeah, they just get all pissed off. But now the black ones, they just turn right around and go away. They don't make a sound hardly. This past week, it's been really off the hook. You remember the recordings I sent you? Yeah, I wanted to ask you, are those recordings uh, similar sounds that you heard? From this property and what I've been hearing. Okay. So I'm guessing it's Bigfoot. But I've been hearing them same damn sounds for the past five years. And uh, starting February of of this past year is when I started trying to get them on some kind of proof of, hey, man, this is what I'm seeing. Hey. This is what I'm hearing. Okay, if it's not Bigfoot, then what the hell is it? You tell me what I'm hearing. That's why I sent them to you. Because I want you to tell me what the hell did I hear. Right, I know. And I wanted to ask you, I think you said it was one of your first times experiencing Bigfoot activity. You heard the howling. Is that the same kind of howling that you had recorded and sent to me? Yes. Sound the same, the same length, everything. That's what I heard. And I've been hearing it for five years. And everybody's been telling me, oh, you smoke too much weed. You're dumb. You're nuts. Them things don't exist. Or they're always, well, where's the body at? You got a picture of one? So I I just made up my mind, all right, I'm going to get it on tape. And all of my buddies and everybody around here tells me I'm a nut. Well, now they can't account. They can't exactly tell me what I'm hearing because I play it for them. I'm like, "Hey, stupid! Tell me what the hell this is." And well, I don't know what that is. I was like, "Well, that's what I've been hearing. That's what I've been telling you about." So a lot of them's kind of changed their tune. They don't doubt me as much now because I can't explain what it was. Can you? No, I mean not with any known animals i i know the first recording you sent me it was it sounded like three of them went off and i told you that i know there's gonna be a lot of people once they hear that they're gonna say oh well that could be cows but with the second recording it has the same howl sound only it's much longer i mean i think it lasted about 15 20 seconds well the reason the first one i sent you didn't last that long that's because i was hauling ass out of the woods I wouldn't stay in there with three of them. No, I I totally not understand with, that. Not, not with a single shot 12 gauge. Uh-uh. I ain't having that. I was gone. If you play it back and listen to it, you can actually hear the crickets and the nighttime noises. Then you can hear me starting to mo- You can hear me starting to run. And I accidentally hit the shutoff button, but I went about to turn turn around and turn it back on. I was too busy getting out of the woods. I wasn't armed enough to be in there around them. But it's like that sometimes. I'd go three months here, 
amount of peep. Then all of a sudden, it all breaks loose. And they'll stay here about three or four days. Then they're gone. Like they never existed. Like they never was here. No signs. No traces of them. Nothing. Then it might it might go three weeks and all here. Might go a week. Might go two weeks. You never know. They just come and go. They don't stay. The ones here do not stay in the same area for for long. But I can always tell when they're here. Because when they're here, I don't have any pictures of big deer on my tree camera. Oh, I might catch a little doe or something like that. But when I don't hear them, my tree cameras are going off. Big bucks. They seem calm. Then all of a sudden, I'll get a few pictures, and they just seem like they're just on high alert. And they're gone. That's why I do not like Bigfoot. I am not a fan of Bigfoot. I've seen them. I believe they exist. And quite frankly, I can't stand them. They get on my nerves. Black ones ain't so bad, though, but still, it's running off my game. Yeah, let me ask you, the color of the one you killed, what color was it? Red. So do you think the other red ones that are being aggressive to you are more aggressive to you, maybe possibly for retaliation? Do you think they were related to the one you killed? I seriously doubt that. I just think they just got a bad attitude. I just, some animals are like that. Some of them are real calm in general. And some of them, they just don't want no party human or anything, and they just don't want you around. But they'll warn you, and if you don't listen to their warn- warnings, they will try to circle you, and they will come down there, and they, I honestly think he will try to kill you. Have you have you seen them together at all? I mean, the black and red ones? Well, yeah. And I don't think they go along with each other. I was back in what we call Indian Valley. It's got two hills or two really, really big hills. I mean, it's really beautiful back there. And the reason we call it Indian Valley, because it just looks like Indians would, you know, have a tribe there. It just, it's just got this weird looking, weird feeling to the place back there, scouting for turkeys out into the field. This big, big, nice-looking black one took off just as fast as it could run. I'm telling you, this thing was hitting like 34 mile an hour. And it went maybe 200 yards away from me, come right out in open field. Then it got to the other side, stopped, and turned around. It was standing there like it was watching. But it wasn't watching me. It was watching the other tree line. Then I heard the howl. Then here come out the big red one. And it was, and it came out looking aggressive. You know, at 200 yards, I don't think that 12 gauge with turkey loading it would have bothered it. But I busted about five rounds over top its head and ran it back up through the other side of the woods. And that black one, it just kind of stood there and watched for a minute and just disappeared into the woods. So here, if you see a black one, usually you see the rear end of it. 
because it's already seen you and, and it's already just trying to get away from you. They don't try to get any aggressive. I've come across them in the woods and camouflage. One of them got about 60 yards away from me and I just moved and it seen me and it just turned around, went right back out of the woods, same way it came. Didn't scream, didn't hoop, didn't holler, didn't do none of that. Now, if it would have been the big red one, he would at least straight a rock, yelled, scream, or try to get closer. Or I've noticed it will swing around and try to come in behind me. I've had one of them do that, and I've shot at it. So let me ask you about the property. Do you think there's something that's uh, that's attracting these things to your property? Is it the kind of property that they disguise? people. Okay. This property and the neighboring property, there's been no hunting, no fishing, no nothing. There is a big monster lake back there, too, and uh, two small ponds. And there's absolutely no hunting. I'm the only one's allowed to hunt it. I'm the only one's got permission to be on it. Now, on the other side of the property, the guy lets um rabbit hunters come in there in January and February and turn their dogs loose and do rabbit hunt. But other than that, it's absolutely no hunting. Guy don't like guns. He don't care if I hunt, but most of the time I got to use the crossbow or the compound bow. He gets a little upset for me using 12 goods. Do you know if there's been any other sightings in that area other than yourself? Has anybody else reported seeing these things? Well, there's a guy that lives down the road. He came back here, I don't know, about three months ago and started asking kind of weird questions like, man, have you ever seen anything in the woods you couldn't explain? And I looked at him. I said, I know exactly what you mean. It's big, and it walks on two legs like a human, huh? And he goes, you've seen it? Nah, yeah, I've shot at it a couple times. And he asked me what I thought it was, and I told him. I was like, that's what it is. It gets too close, blow its head off. Don't tell nobody you did it. Exactly what I told him. Well, do you think that if you were to kill another one or somebody else were to kill one, do you think that these things could turn on you quicker than they did the first time? I mean, the first time you heard it making a bunch of noise up at the top of the hill, but do you think it's next time there could be a little bit of a different story? Could be. Especially if there's more than one and they see you do it or they know you've done it. Yeah, I'd say the rest of them would come off the hill and help the other one out. Especially if you don't kill it right off. If it makes a wounded animal sound, oh yeah, they'd be right on you. I wouldn't doubt that one bit. But the one I shot and killed, he didn't make a sound. He, he, He was dead before he hit the ground. There was no life in him. So as I hit that trigger, he went straight back and didn't even move. Yeah, I didn't even see him breathe after that. How far is the property that you're on now compared to the property you killed the Bigfoot on? About the same. Maybe bigger here, actually. See, here's the thing. We got a highway that is, I don't know maybe a mile from here, from from exactly where I'm at right now. But there's a small creek that runs down through there, 
and down on the other side of the property are these great big tunnels that the creek flows through. Then it dumps out into the higher river. And that is restricted property. If you get caught on that property, you will go to jail because a plant owns the property and they and it's all blocked off. The only way that you could go in and out of that property is through them tunnels. And them tunnels are not bar- barricaded whatsoever. You just walk right through it. They're huge. So I actually think when hunting season kicks off around here, them animals cross the neighbor's property into my property. I think they go down in the bottom of that creek bed, and I think them little assholes follow that creek bed all the way out through them tunnels and go to property that is unreachable to anybody. I mean, it's not guarded, but you ain't climbing that six. Or at ten cents of that, or a razor wire on it, and I always say it is is woods, thick, heavy woods, and it really leads right out to the higher river. But the the property that you shot the Bigfoot on is different than the property you live on now, right? There's a difference. Yeah, like it's not the same property, right? Right, it's not the same property. So how how far is the property? I see my mom's house maybe five miles from here. I can walk from here to my mom's house and never touch a road. So basically what I'm saying is these Sasquatch that you're seeing on the property now very well could be the same ones from your mom's property. Oh, yeah. Easy. They'd go right through the woods and never be seen. It's that thick. The only way to catch them is to be sitting right right there as they cross. You just got to get in between where they're coming from and where they're going. If you can do that, you'll, you'll, you'll come across them every time. But who's to say they don't take different ways in and out? I've never personally tried to do that. But I think if somebody would find that pattern, they could get they could get up close and personal with Bigfoot every single time. I wouldn't advise it because you never know when you come across that red one. Are you open to having somebody come onto your property and research these things? Well, yes and no. Me personally, if they would wait until I get my deer tag sealed. After that, I don't care. They come and research it. Heck, I'll even take them back there and show them exactly where I've been seeing them, where I've been seeing them at. I'll actually take them back there and show them where they cross. And, oh, yeah, I found out they like running the telephone wire. How'd you find that out? That's where they've been crossing at the most. That's where I see them at the most. Okay, you know how uh, telephone poles... And wires run through the woods, and they always keep that mode, but it always grows real high with weeds. Right. They like running that. That's where I've been seeing them at the most. Way back here in the back, the farthest part of the property that is that my basically my landlord owns, where you know I got full permission to be. The back farthest property is where I see them the most. 
They love running in power lines for some reason. Can't figure it out why, but that's where I, it's my guess. I've heard that theory before, and a lot of people say that the power lines are easier oh, really? to travel. Yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard that a lot actually. Uh, see, from I've never heard that. See, I see people have got to understand is I'm new to this Bigfoot thing. You know, I've been seeing them. I know what they look like. You know, I've just been un- I call it unfortunate to come across them because they're a pain. Yeah, I mean, some people say that they think that they walk the power lines because it's easier to travel from one place to another. What would you say to that? Well, here we got some big monster deer trails that cut right up through the middle of it. So, yeah, I'd say it'd be an easier way of traveling. Have you ever heard of the woo? The woo. Just by your response, I know you haven't heard of it. So, let me just tell you. uh, Yeah, I'm sitting there trying to think because you got to understand I'm new to a lot of this. Right. And so I and I didn't think you would ever hear about this since you're new. Uh, I'll tell you, it's called the woo factor. That's what they call it. And there's people out there that claim that they have seen Bigfoot and it will disappear right in front of them or it will mind speak with them. What would, what do you think about that idea? Because it sounds like you to me, it sounds like you encountered a very much flesh and blood creature. But do you think or have you ever noticed anything peculiar about them that would make you say maybe they do have some kind of uh, abilities that are more supernatural? I've never had one disappear like that in an open field or in open timber. But I tell you what, they can disappear real quick in thick timber. Like if it's real, real thick and heavy. They'll be got it's like they disappear in front of you. So I can kind of understand what they're talking about there. But as far as the mind factor, no, they're just animals. They're just some kind of weird North American gorilla. That's all they are. They ain't nothing special. They don't have magical powers. And they're just idiots trying to tell people that. They're just people that tries to build up the Bigfoot to make it really non-believable. But yeah, they can disappear quick. It don't take them long to disappear in the woods. I got you. Yeah, no, I, I don't know how I feel about all that stuff. I mean, I've heard different theories and stories and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, that's one thing is we live in a very strange and peculiar world. And there's a lot of people that see a lot of crazy things. And I've heard of people who were in the the whole flesh and blood camp where they believe it's a flesh and blood creature and they actually change and they go over to another side of the whole thing and they say, well, maybe it is some kind of supernatural creature because of something they experienced. But for, as far as you've experienced, you've only experienced something that resembles animal-like behavior. I tell you what I think is weird about them. I don't know if it's the coyotes following them or they or the coyotes or... Oh, how can I say? I'm not sure if they follow the coyote packs or the coyote packs follow them. That's another way I can tell if they're on this property because coyotes go nuts. 24-7, all night long, you'll hear coyotes going off. Then you'll hear them loud, 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 long howls like I sent you. So you'll hear the coyotes go off? Hey, is there any way... 
since we're on the radio, can you play it? Can you play that long how? That way everybody else can hear what I'm hearing. That way everybody don't think I'm crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I'll play the first clip that you sent me that sounded like it had three different vocalizations going off at the same time. Okay, that was the first one, and then you sent me the second one, which was the clip of just one howl that was going on for, what, 15, 20 seconds. So have a listen to this. So with that howling noise, did you hear that howling noise before or after coyotes? Well, sometime well on my mom's property, that's when I really noticed the coyotes. Because you'd hear the long howl and you could literally go one, two, three, four, five, then on the other side of the hill, even sometimes clear across the road whole gigantic pack of coyotes will just bust out. So I really don't know if they're can, they, they could be communicating, looking for food. Or they could be just opportunists. I've heard different stories where I've heard people say that they found um, dead coyotes where the necks were snapped, but they weren't eaten. They were just killed. And people think that maybe coyotes are actually a nuisance to Bigfoot creatures. Uh, What would you say to that? What do you think? Well, I would have to say either they get along or they hate each other. It's one or the other. There ain't no happy medium on this one. Because I don't know if it's the Bigfoots chasing the coyotes down and trying to kill them. Or is the coyotes just following Bigfoot thinking he's going to kill something so they can sneak up and eat it? Or they could just, one could be stealing from each other, taking the other one out. Of course, if I was Bigfoot and I was in the woods and some damn dogs tried to steal my food, I'd reach down and snap her neck too. So I, 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 I totally can see Bigfoot doing that. I could totally see Bigfoot being very, very territorial over his food. See, we got a bunch of cats here. And take you got cats at your house? Yeah. Okay. Go in your refrigerator, take a little piece of baloney, throw it down in between two cats and watch them growl and hiss at each other. Right. That that I mean it could be several different ways that could go. But the only way to truly know is get somebody in the tree stand, get them in camouflage, and hope to God something like that happens right in front of them and they can record it. That's the only way to tell. Yeah, I've also heard of people saying they they find uh, coyote bodies, you know, necks snapped or something like that, up in trees. Like they'll be stuffed in the Y of a tree or something like that. And that makes you wonder, you know, How's it get there? Uh, we got a healthy, healthy coyote 
um, around here. And I have never seen one in a tree. I've never seen one dead. Well, I've, I've seen them dead with a, with a gun, with a bullet hole to them. Because in the state of Ohio, the coyotes it's considered a nuisance animal. Yeah, you can go in the woods and kill 1,500 coyotes a day and the game warden to shake your hand and thank you for your effort. He don't even care if you got a hunting license. But as long as you can prove you're shooting coyotes, shoot. Game warden would say, well, you just have a nice night then and leave. Won't even bother you. Or if you go out in the woods, you can shoot a wild boar. Game warden wouldn't bother you. Shoot anything else, they'll put you in jail every single time. But that is two animals that that game warden hates the most. They call them nuisance animals, and they say, blow them away. Don't care. Don't call us and tell us about it. I understand that. In PA, that's the same thing. I, I don't think there is a cap limit on how many you can kill in PA. I think it's just if you see it and you can shoot it and you want to shoot it, go ahead. As far as I understand, I mean, I know my mother-in-law, uh, her and her husband had a, a pretty big piece of property and he used to tell me that anytime I wanted to come up and just sit in a tree stand or something like that and just pop them off as they come over the ridge at night to feel free to do so. Oh yeah. I had a buddy one time. We, he was out on the back road and he had a 20, he had a 22 rifle just in his car and he had a loaded little 22 Marlin 10 round, 10 round gun, nothing special. He had some coyotes run out in front of him. He rolled down the window real quick, quick and shot two of them. And he didn't even know the damn game warden was parked right around the road from him out on the back road. And when the game warden heard him shoot, game warden pulled up and he said, well, you're going to jail, shooting from a gun, poaching. But And then he said, officer, I was only shooting coyotes. I didn't think them mattered. And the game warden said, prove it to me. He said, well, I got two laying right there dead, sir. And the game warden walked over and expected them. Said, yep, there were two coyotes. Thank you for your help. You have a nice day. Turned around, got right back in his truck. I gave him work and wrote him all kinds of tickets. But once he found out that he was only shooting coyotes, game warden let him go. Said, don't, don't do that again. Have a nice day. Got to go. Didn't even care. So let me ask you about something else that I just thought of. People, a lot of people that do Bigfoot research or they go out in the woods and they research areas trying to find these things, they do something called gifting where they will leave either food or uh, some, sometimes marbles in a certain pattern on a log or something like that. And it's basically they're trying to communicate with these things. And people say that sometimes they'll come back and the marbles are moved in different positions or the food is is taken and in its place. Like I just heard, uh, I believe it was on Sasquatch Chronicles this past week's show, the guy said that he was hunting and he left some crackers on, I believe it was a log, and he came back the next day. He didn't, wasn't trying to feed anything. He just was leaving them there because he forgot them there. Next day he came back. And the crackers were gone, and in, in its place was uh, some of those naturally grown onions set on top of the log, like it was giving food back or something like that. What What do you think about all that? I mean, have you ever heard of anybody doing that? No. I tell you what, my mom had, 
I don't know, I understand why she does it, but she buys these great big boxes of peaches. And some of them were starting to go bad, so I ask them for her because I start getting ready for deer season about June, well, about July. And I decided to go down there, and I put three peaches shaped into a triangle in three different spots. And overnight, all, all, all the peaches were gone, including the seeds. The seeds weren't even left on the ground. And do you remember that picture of that blur I sent you? Yeah. Okay. That's when that blur picked, uh, that's when that dark shaped outline of a, a walking figure appeared in front of my tree camera and all the peaches were gone. Not even the seeds. And I didn't notice anything whatsoever out of place. So I'd have to say no. Okay. So when you, I, I hate to keep coming back and backtracking here, but. That's fine. That's fine. I want to ask you, when you dropped this thing, when you killed this thing, you went over to it, what did it smell like? Hmm. I'm trying to think of a polite way to say it. Because I know you got your radio show. Well, I would have to say a wet, rotting dog crossed with a stunk. It did stink to high heaven. That's exactly what a lot of people describe it as. And I tell you what, I've never smelled a smell like that, really. It had a weird, well, imagine that, you know how they say a copperhead smells like a cucumber? No, I've never heard of that. Well, if you're in the woods a lot, and right after it rains, if you smell kind of a cucumberly smell, Usually there's a copperhead that ain't too far away. Oh, see, I didn't know that. It's good to know. And it kind of smelled like that with a stunk and a rotting meat. You put all that together, and I'd say that would just about do it. I find that really interesting because I hear a lot of different people's stories of their encounters, and a lot of people describe it, what you said, with the whole the wet dog and skunk smell. Uh, a lot of people say that. I find that interesting. That's a common description pretty much everywhere. It's something you would definitely never smell again. Uh, well, personally for me, I've never smelled that smell again. But i tell you what, it's distinctly stuck in the back of my mind. Because if I ever smell that smell again, I know exactly what's coming after me and I know what to throw at it. And if I ain't got that kind of firepower with me, oh, I'm running. I'm getting out of there. Yeah, around here, we don't go in the woods without a gun. That's just, like, retarded. That's like giving an eight-year-old handicapped kid a gun and say, here, it's loaded. Go outside and play with it. That's about how dumb that could be. Yeah, whenever I would go in the woods and stuff, hiking around, uh, I always had a gun on me. It was, I always said it's be for, I carry a gun on me for two reasons. 
snakes and crazy people. Because sometimes you run into crazy people out there and you don't want to be out there defenseless. Oh, we don't have crazy people in our woods down here. They're actually smart enough to know if they go in the woods, they won't come out. And nobody won't give two shits about shooting them. I don't know what it is about Southern Ohio, but we are some territorial son of a bitches down here. Every damn one of us. We do not like trespassers, and we are not afraid to let people know. We catch you on our property, we will blow your head off. Some aggressive people down there. <laughs> I think they I think they put something in the water, but that's just my opinion. Oh, yeah, if I catch you trespassing on my property... I'm not a bit afraid to shove a gun barrel in your face. And, I, and first time I'll tell you, look, you're trespassing. You know where you are. You know what you're doing. If I see you again, I'll just shoot you. Understood? Get. Well, on that bright note, <laughs> let me ask you, before before we get out of here tonight, I want to ask you, what's your gut tell you? When it comes to this whole Bigfoot thing, you've seen them. What do you think they are? Uh, do you think they're some kind of just North American uh, ape, or do you think that they could be possibly some kind of offshoot of human beings, or or what are your thoughts? Nah, they're more animal than anything. In my personal opinion, they're just uh, uh, unknown species. Just like I'm not a Bible thumper by all means. I believe there's a God. I believe there's a hell. I really don't know which place I'm going, and I really don't care. That don't bother me one bit. But I was always told in the Bible, it says that there are creatures on earth that no man has seen and more to come. That's what I've been told. Personally, I've never went and looked it up, because me, I could care less if there's a Weird animal pops up. Oh, well, glad they found it. Good job. But they're just a weird animal. Plain and simple. They're some kind of cross-breaded ape. That's all they are. They're not humanoids. They're not half-human, half-gorilla. I don't believe that one bit. Then they find one that was frozen that it actually existed like a hundred years ago. Uh, I think that in was China fake. And ice. Oh, in China? Yeah, they actually they, they got a name for it, and they said that animal actually existed, and it was an upright walking gorilla type thing. They found it in ice in China. You know that 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 story escapes me. I must have missed it. Or it could have been a hoax. It's hard to tell with idiots. Yeah, you know, it it could have been a hoax. I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, just for fun, whatever reason, they decide to try to do a hoax. Uh, I, I think somebody pays them to do it. I really do. I think people go out there and do hoaxes on purpose just to get people the doubt that they don't exist and it's all a big hugs. But no, I hate to tell them they do exist. They're just a weird looking upright gorilla. That's all they are. They're just simple animals that don't want to be bothered. 
Yeah, you know, that's basically the most basic uh, conclusion that I've come to myself. I have told lots of people that I just, I really believe that at the basic root of it, they don't want to be bothered. They live a seclusive lifestyle and they just want to be left alone. And they're very good at being left alone. Yeah, they just know how to hide well. And, you know, there ain't that many of them. Our woods are deep. Our woods is plentiful. So, yeah, I just think they just try to hide the best they can. And just every so often, somebody has them to walk across to them. And so, but I believe that they'd kill a human. I don't think they're all quite cuddly and fluffy and they're not no big teddy bears. I'll tell you that. But from my experience, the black ones, they don't seem so bad. The red ones, pain in the ass. (laughs) I got you, man. I got you. Well, Brian, I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. I know people are going to be chatting a lot about this episode. So um, hopefully you get a chance to tune in and listen to this interview once it airs. Uh, Well, how do you do that? I'll send you a link. You'll be able to listen to it. I'll send you a direct link. Oh, okay. That'd be really cool, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. All right, man. Well, you have a good night. And if you have any other things you want to share with me, I mean, keep the audio coming. Shoot me some pictures. If you come across them again, just let me know. Well, what my next step is to actually get one on videotape that you can actually tell what the hell I'm looking at. That's my next goal. But I tell you what, I've start, I started in February trying just to get something. And it was a week or so ago that I actually got something on audio. It's almost taken me a whole year just to be able to get some kind of audio of what I've been hearing. That way everybody does not think I'm full-blown crazy. And that's the audio you sent me? Yes. This past week, this past week or so, oh, they lit it up like a Christmas tree here. Now, for the last two nights, back to dead silent, just like they never was even there, just like I never even heard it. Just like I made it up. That's how quiet it is. Do you think that they move from area to area? Is that why you're not hearing Oh, them? I guarantee you that they move from area to area and they don't stay in the same place too damn long. Why they do that, I don't know. Maybe that's why they're so good at hiding. They're not like deer. But I tell you what, I got a doe that I've been feeding. I don't plan on shooting her. Sure, I think she could be sick, but I tell you what, she's one of the most pitifulest, scrawniest ass does I've ever seen in my life. I do not. I, I I'm the all American great white redneck deer killer of all time. I shoot them all. I don't care if they got horns or not, big ones, little ones. It don't matter to me. If it's brown, I put them down. I don't care. I'm I'm filling my freezer. But this doe, I tell you what, she is so pitiful. You just you can see her ribcage in pictures. I'll send you a picture of her. And you can sit there and count this poor little doe's rib. She comes in my feeders in front of my cameras maybe from 
10 a.m. to 11. I'll have four, four, I'll have 15 pictures of the same deer. Then she'll slowly walk away. Then sometimes that right at dark, she'll come in, feed again, and leave. Or sometimes she'll pop up about 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning, and she'll eat for a little bit, and then she just goes away. When I do not have when, just like today, I checked my, I put the feed out uh, Saturday night. I just checked my cameras. Let's see. Eight o'clock this morning to pull off my trail cams for my S, the pictures from my SD card. She never stepped one foot in front of my cameras. So that tells me they're back down there in that home or they're, or they're, they've already moved out. You only got a three or four day window and that's it. They're gone. And it's about time for them to leave. Like I said, no coyotes tonight, no house, no screams, no nothing. Just like they never even existed in maybe a week, a month, maybe a month and a half. They'll be right back for about three or four days, gone again. They just come and go, and they never keep the same pattern. I never know when they. Next Saturday, I might have, I might be able to hear, or I might see something. But other than that, nothing. So, yes, they are on the move and they keep moving. They don't stay in the same spot twice. Gotcha. Well, they, well, they'll come back to the same spot, but they, they, they don't, they don't stay long. And it's not guaranteed they come back to that same spot. I hear them because I hear them in different parts of the woods. They're never in the same spot more than two days. If you hear them that night, next day they're gone. They move to the other hill, or they might be back at the lake, or they might be on the other side of the property. You just never know. But when they're here, I don't get pics on my trail cameras. When they're gone and I don't hear nothing, trail cameras light up. Sounds like there's a correlation for sure. But I do believe they have a pattern. And if you can figure that pattern out, you will find it. You'll find it every single time if you can find that pattern out. But they got their pattern so complex. It's almost impossible to figure it out. But if you're smart enough to figure it out, like I think I got it down, then, yeah. But a lot of the Bigfoot researchers, they just go to one area just for a few days and leave. To truly research Bigfoot, and if you really want to find him, get you a piece of property that you know for a fact there's been Bigfoot, activity go to Walmart go to Kmart go wherever and get you about 10 different tree cameras and put them on deer trails and put out peaches and you will have a Bigfoot or you will see or have something that you can't explain happen that's the only way to do it I got you man well, on that note, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, like I said before, oh, no problem. If you have any other 
things you want to share with me, feel free to give me a shout and I'd be happy to discuss things with you. But I really appreciate coming on tonight. Oh, no problem, man. Been, been my pleasure. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. You have a good one. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And as always, I'd really appreciate it if you went ahead and rated and reviewed the show on your favorite podcatcher. That could be iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean. It doesn't matter to me. Whatever you listen to the show on, go ahead and rate and review the show and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Go ahead and look us up. And our Twitter handle is at TConfessionals. That's at TConfessionals. So go ahead and share this episode around on social media. I'd greatly appreciate that. And I want to let you know, if you look in your podcatcher at 7.30 Eastern Time tonight, you'll see there's another episode ready to be played, entitled After Hours with Wes and Woody, where I got a chance to sit down with Wes and Woody from Sasquatch Chronicles and gather their thoughts and opinions on this week's episode. Be sure to check that out. Thanks for plugging in this week, guys. I really appreciate you listening to the show. I'll see you next Saturday night right here on The Confessionals. Please allow me to introduce myself I'm a man of wealth and taste I'm a king of rock, there is none higher Sire MCs to call me sire To fuck my kingdom, you must use fire I won't stop rock until I retire Now we rock the party